Welcome to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. Awesome. Welcome back to another episode of Gain, Grow, Retain. So today I've got Dan Murphy, who is the Director of Marketing at Privy. Dan, uh, appreciate you joining us from uh, what sounds like a, at least last week was a snowy Boston and uh, looking forward to having, having you on today. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. We always like to start with a little bit of a fun question. Um, I try and change it up every once in a while. So um, maybe today, uh, where what has become your new uh, routine during quarantine? What's something that you've picked up? What's a new you know habit, a new hobby, something that you've picked up during uh, during these quarantine months? Yeah, I, I don't have anything that's brand new. Like I, I wasn't doing, but I've definitely invested in areas of, of my life outside of work more so than I, than I had before when I had a you know hour or so commuting every day. So I'm, I'm definitely going to the gym more and I've, and I've built my home gym and I, and, I, and I actually have access to a gym now, which is great. So definitely working out more, which feels really good. It feels a lot better to be working out than sitting on a train, you know, uh, or, a pa- or trying to get onto a packed train every day. I'll take that. And then the other thing is uh, cooking. I'm doing a lot more cooking. I was before really like it. Uh, I've always liked cooking, but it's kind of like my passion. I, I really don't talk about too much, but like love finding recipes, love doing meal prep. I do meal prep every single Sunday. Um, and uh, so I've actually spent a lot of time cooking this, this, uh, this year as well. I love it. Yeah. My, my wife and I, uh, I, I tend to, I actually have like a passion for cooking too. So we've, um, we've gotten really into for a while, we baked our own breads, just I'm sure like everybody oh, in nice. America, uh, yeah. then we started doing a bunch of pasta. We've been making homemade pastas and which has been like really fun, but uh, but yeah, we enjoy that a lot too. Just trying to find new recipes and uh, we're always just trying to find, we've got um, a really cool local fish store down the street. So we're always like going in there trying to find like new fish we haven't tried before trying to make oh, it. That's awesome. Way, so. I think you're okay. You're definitely a level or two ahead of me that I haven't made my own <laughs> pasta. I haven't made my own bread other than like banana bread, but other, so I think you're definitely a level or two ahead of me, but that's okay. I think it gives me something it's, to aspire to. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give you the secret too. This is mainly my wife. I'm just along <laughs> the track. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay. just acting like it's me. So that's the other trick uh, I'll teach fair you. Enough. Okay, uh, fair enough. Enough. Awesome. Well, Dan, I feel like just looking at your career and background, like I'm excited today because you've um, you've touched in marketing, you've touched in product marketing. We were just talking about about this before as well. You've kind of uh, done different stints, uh, even while you had your had those roles. You've kind of done different stints, and so um, maybe talk a little bit more about right now, just as director of Privy, like what's kind of on your plate. What are some of the things that you're thinking of, and then we'll we'll try and find some uh, crossovers. We talk a little bit more about customer success. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Privy is a early stage company. So we're smaller. We're about 60 people total. We have seven people on the marketing team. Uh, my team within marketing runs, I run half the marketing team, which is brand and product marketing. Um, the other half is demand generation and, and marketing ops. Um, my team is really focused on, uh, content, uh, sort of creative, really su- the supporting efforts to demand. Uh, we are a product led growth model uh, at Privy. Um, we do have a sales team and that's, that's part of our, our business. Um, but we also have, um, a product led growth model, a, a self-serve audience. Um, so there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of really fun things. I, I haven't, I haven't really done the PLG stuff. Um, certainly not at this scale, um, and learned as much about the PLG, you know, process, especially for product marketing. Um, prior to to joining Privy, and I joined earlier this year, actually right at the beginning of this year before the pandemic hit in January, uh, it was a good time to join an e-commerce company. Um, My last company, uh, Drift, um, that's where I did spend a lot more time. We we saw that I joined when, I was telling you earlier, I I think we were around 60 or 70 people and my left, it was like 400 people or maybe 350. It was hard to to count, obviously, at that point. And so that was a crazy couple, two and a half years, almost three years, um, you know, seeing that company grow and we grew and and we actually, we we started as like a, a PLG motion, but we moved into an enterprise sales uh, business model and we're, we're moving towards enterprise sales. So um, I've seen a little bit of both and, and I'm actually having a lot of fun with the, the PLG stuff, learning a lot in that world right now. That's awesome. Yeah. I just, um, I had a 
Blake Bartlett, who uh, works for a company called OpenView. They're a, a capital firm based out of Boston. Yep. And oh, yeah. really big into PLG. So I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago and I was just like blown away. Just like, you know, oh, all, yeah. these, all these models they think about. He was talking a lot about Calendly, right? And kind of this uh, virtuous cycle that you get um, in terms yeah. of growth. I got to go listen to that episode, I guess then, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was a cool one. He had, he had some great stuff in there. Um, so yeah, I love that. And, um, and it's, it's uh, interesting too, as we started talking or I was talking with him about how customer success kind of folds into PLG uh, type motions as well. Like how that kind of differs. There's a little bit more built into the product. Um, and so it's uh, kind of interesting, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that one for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, you know, as you look at kind of relationships between some of the parts of the organization, like how uh, you mentioned you guys are kind of early um, where you are right now at Privy. Uh, and actually, I didn't even ask, like, I don't even know if you guys have a customer success team there now, do you? Or is that we do. still? On the, yeah. Okay, yeah. Awesome. So, so the way it basically works is like, there's two different motions within Privy. There's the self-serve audience, right? Um, and that's a, yep. a big majority piece of our audience. Um, we're a big partner of, of Shopify. They're, you know, we're in their app store ecosystem and you know, the, the people that come from Shopify, they're not talking to salespeople. They're really small, you know, SMB customers. Um, but we've been around for a little while and we do have some bigger customers, um, some people that are using our product for um, larger accounts, bigger, higher volume, more complex complexity. So we do have a, a CS team um, that, that works with them. I think we have about five or six people on that team. Um, so it's not, it's not really too small, at least in, in, you know, speaking relatively to the size of the company. Um, it's not yeah. that small of a, of a team. Um, and so we do have that motion. Then we have support and we have a, a couple other functions um, that kind of focus on the self-serve side. Awesome. How, uh, as you start thinking about some of the, you know, relationships from the marketing side, product marketing angle as well, and then customer success, uh, like how do you see some of those um, kind of bridges start to happen, especially as you start thinking about things maybe uh, that you might be interested in the marketing and product marketing side, like customer feedback, uh, trying to understand, you know, uh, challenges, opportunities that customers are going through, like when customer success teams, you know, are working with them directly. So is there, um, I don't know, is there anything that comes to mind for you as you start thinking about how those, those uh, departments or teams start really coming together with some of those cross-functional processes that they need to kind of get right? Yeah. So um, we have a really, so our, our CS team, or I should say our, our customer success managers, um, they, so they work with our, they are dedicated to accounts. So they work one-on-one -on -one with accounts. We also have an onboarding team that does, um, they does some one-to-one, -one, but they also do some to one-to-many type training and onboarding. Um, but yeah. that CS, that CSM team, um, I mean, they are just such a crazy helpful knowledge center for all of us in marketing, right? Like if we're going to do anything, we do, we have a big content engine. We've been growing that out in a huge way this year, not just thought leadership, but also, um, you know, product specific product training, um, uh, both live and, and video. Um, and I mean, they are, I mean, I, I think I, I don't even know how many CSMs I emailed just today, right. With, you know, Hey, I did this new video on this. Can you ask me about this feature? And is this the best practice? I mean, they, I mean, I would say, so just first of all, like they are a, a crazy valuable knowledge center for us. Um, they're working every day one-on-one -on -one with customers. And even if it's not a, a product led growth model, right? Like you, your, your customer success managers, especially, you know, um, a strong team is going to be a knowledge center and you're going to want to go to them with a lot of, um, a, a lot of, get a lot of feedback from them. So we work closely with them, um, on a, on a regular basis. They also help, you know, like we might help them with, you know, sort of help create some of that one-to-many content that's going to help them, uh, when they're working with customers, but you know, they're also helping us create that content at the same time we create it, but they're the ones helping feed us that content. And so yeah. it is kind of a cycle. It is a loop. Um, and you know, we're, we're talking pretty regularly on that stuff. They're also like every week they're there, we do a company meeting and they're going through customer accounts. They're going through examples. They're showing dashboards. They're showing examples. You know, our product is very uh, visual. It's pop-ups, it's emails and stuff like that. So it's really easy to sh showcase examples and, and how customers are using it. So we're using, like, so there's a ton of just valuable information and we do have some of these sort of like, what I just call rituals, these, these meetings and these pro like these things we're doing on a weekly, monthly basis where we're sharing a lot of that stuff where there is just a lot of knowledge sharing going on between, between our team and, and their team. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, um, so our company, uh, higher logic, we do, we're a community software and, um, it's been really interesting as we've gotten into the business. I think one of the things that we're trying to do is, uh, similar, like you mentioned, we're trying to spin up our, uh, kind of our current customer content engine is the way I'm thinking about it is we just have such great knowledge on our teams. And so we're trying to, um, kind of hone that in. So we've, uh, I'm the director of customer experience there. And I, I just uh, spun up a team that we're going to do this cross-functional meeting and we're calling it our customer communications clearinghouse. And so, um, as we go to talk with our current customers, because we've got kind of human interactions happening, we have so many technology systems, we've got the product, we have so many different ways that we're just trying to at least get that funneling kind of through one um, area so that we can at least just understand, are we over, you know, are we kind of overextending our messages to our customers? What channels are we using as well? I think like we've, we've certainly noticed and, and um, understood maybe that we've been a little bit over-reliant on email, you know, nowadays, uh, especially with the advent of, you know, going COVID or COVID and, and going remote. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's been an interesting um, development for us in the last few weeks to try and, again, just kind of get our hands at least around, like, what are all the types of communications that are going to customers? And also uh, kind of what are, what are all those one-off reports? Similar, like you mentioned, like we've got CSMs who have great knowledge and they're just kind of building, they might be building a deck for a, a customer. And what we're then trying to think on our end, at least as, you know, from the customer experience side is like, that's so great. Like, is that something that we might be able to actually pull back and leverage for more, more of our customers totally. to kind of bring that into a one-to-many way? So it's been uh, something interesting we've been trying to do over the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing that with, um, you know, we, we, we're running a new campaign. It's, you know, Black Friday is coming up, for instance, and that's a huge season for our customers. You know, we're doing a lot of different stuff. We're creating a lot of content. But like, if we create a new video or we're, or we're working on a new like tutorial, like we might be using that for the marketing side. We want to send out an email, put it in the blog, but like maybe that also deserves to be in app. Maybe that also deserves to be in our help docs. Maybe we should be sending that to the CS team so that they can go send that out to customers, right? Like I think the name of the game, especially when you're small and you and you and you actually you know have seven people in the marketing team, five people in the CS team. When you're small enough, you can communicate. And it's like let's exploit everybody's you know you know situation what they're creating. Let's take that content. Let's re- let's use it in a bunch of different places. Like there's no need to like do that in silos, right? Like it could be used you know cross department, you know in different channels. Um, we're doing a lot more of that now, and 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 that's I think one of the the good hacks of that I'm learning about product led growth is just like you know wherever that content is coming from. Like if we can take it and figure out how to use it in different places, in app is one of those new territories for me. I'm learning a lot about you know zero states and activation and adoption. And it's a place where every time we're doing something new, we're learning something from the CS team or running a new blog post or we get a lot of feedback. We might get a, a, you know, a couple dozen email replies from customers when we launch something. We tell them we launched this new add to cart feature and then suddenly they're all excited about it. We're like, wait a minute, all right, now let's go double down on this. How do we get this you know, in app and make it more clear that this feature is here? How do we you know, service this more on the blog? How do we service this more on our YouTube channel? How do we get this to the CS team? Hey, CS team, people love this, this feature. Let's go make sure when you're working with the customers, you bring it up, this thing's new. Let's go talk to them about it. So yeah, totally. And, and I think that's also, it's not just product-led growth though. It's also being a small team and just kind of using all the things you have at your disposal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the, maybe the impetus for us to go do this was, um, uh, so Jay, my uh, business partner, and he's our chief customer officer now, like we joined the business about 12 weeks ago. And, um, you know, one of the first exercises we wanted to do was basically just go talk to as many of our customers as possible, um, learn from their experiences, hear what they've gone through, yeah. uh, talk about their, you know, uh, great opportunities and things that they've been able to do and take our software and kind of, you know, vice versa, like where we, uh, you know, maybe drop the ball. And um, this is just one of those areas that we just kept kind of hearing, not a, not a big thing, but it was just kind of like a, hey, you know, uh, we didn't get that message that one time, or uh, yep. we didn't know about that training. And, and, you know, so like, or we didn't know about trainings till late. And so um, this idea, like you're mentioning of like, now we have to, you know, think about these as almost as like, uh, you know, more so like campaigns back to our current customers of like uh, yep. multi-threaded and multi-channel and making sure that we're getting that message across because um, again, kind of going back to that point earlier, like email, 
again, is like still a very viable channel, but at the same time, like um, you can't just say something once, right? You have to say it multiple times across kind of multiple platforms. And so that's another kind of impetus for us to try and go at least solve a little bit of that problem right now as well. Uh, is just kind of hearing it from our customers regularly. Yeah, I, I was I was talking to um, one of my mentors last night, a uh, former boss of mine. He's he's a he's at a Atlassian now. He's a, he's a marketing VP of marketing over there, and uh, he was telling me like one of the one of the things he realized when he when he joined a company. Speaking of your experience and getting closer with the customers, yeah. Um, one of the things he he was saying as a marketing leader that you should be doing, and I'm just realizing, wow, this actually applies to CS too. When you join the company, there's two things you should do. One is go get really you know a, a deep understanding of the data, whatever that data is, you know, at the time your funnel, you know, adoption metrics, um, you know, all the things that relate to customers and how they're using a product and, and why they're using it, where the demand's coming from, all that stuff, right? The other side of it is doing a survey, right? That's the other thing is going out and surveying your customers, going and understanding, you know, um, you, know you, you can start with, you know, a one-to-many survey. You can go out there pretty easily, obviously, and, and, and get a sense of, you know, why they chose your product over a competitor, what features do they love, what would they you know, do without? And I'm sure there's a million different frameworks out there and probably you could recommend a few for like what that survey could be, but doing yeah. that, and then you have the data and then you have the, you know, the, 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 the uh, qualitative data as well. You have the, the actual, you know, funnel metrics or, 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 you know, product adoption metrics, whatever. And then you pair that with what customers are actually saying in their quotes. That's what you can take. And then you can go build a whole plan around in marketing, right? You can go build an entire plan for a year in marketing. And I think the same is probably true for CS. That's a probably good, a really good way of understanding, you know, how, how the customers are, are, you know, um, leveraging your product and, and, and how valuable it is to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like we, um, we're, we're constantly trying to do that. You know, uh, you've, I mean, um, I think people have maybe overused the word like customer journey these days, because I still think it is a little bit too inward focused as you think about some of the customer journeys that people design, because uh, inherently they're going to be like designed by stage and there's going to be like maybe multiple months and stuff. And it's like, customers don't really think like that. You know, like I'm not yeah. there like, oh, I'm going from adoption stage into getting value. You know, it's like, um, mm-hmm. so it's a little, too, I still think a little too inward focused, but if you take that concept, like we're always trying to pulse our customer and understand, okay, where are these key valuable moments for them on the customer success side that we um, can kind of bounce off of and say, okay, are we meeting the mark there? You know, can we send a survey? Do we have an actual human touch point that we can bring back? Um, So yeah, making though, which is like, there's always probably an opportunity to be looking at how how are you pairing the, um, the qualitative information and the, uh, you know, getting that human to human contact or whether it's through email or text, whatever it comes through with that um, quantitative to make sure that you're actually getting that full picture. Um, Cause I think that goes for things like N- NPS and CSAT, right? Like you're always kind of looking at metrics and then you're trying to bounce that off of the qualitative answer that they're giving you. If it's like yeah. an open response field or, or things like that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that really can be the the guide in, uh, in product marketing is having that, that feedback. And I think the other thing with product led growth too, is like, Product-led growth doesn't mean you don't go get on calls and talk to customers. I mean, if they're spending, you know, $15, we talked about Calendly earlier, right? Like Calendly is a $10 a month product for most people. Like, it doesn't mean you can't get on the phone and talk to them and understand it, right? And I think, you know, that's something our our product team does a lot. And we're we're really, you know, we're interviewing customers the same way, you know, we did at Drift when we we were working with, you know, customers that are spending tens of thousands of dollars a month with us, right? It's the same process of like learning and understanding that you can do the same breakdown. You can come to the same conclusions and understand from a product strategy standpoint, um, what to build. And it's, it's simple. Just get on the phone, talk to them and, and get, you know, get, get to understanding what, what they're using your, your product for. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that, uh, I love, so, um, you know, selfishly, I, I, uh, have, you have a course that's out there you've launched. I think I forget how many of the number was, is it how many, how many products have you launched in your career? I forget you put uh, that in the, in the course. Somewhere. Yeah. I, I just said 60 plus. I know it's over 60. It might be 70. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I actually haven't counted every single one of them, but it, but it drew, we did one every single month while we were there, we literally had a launch every month and it wasn't, oh you gosh. know, sometimes it was features like for a while. I think it was 
pretty much most of the calendar year 2018, we were just launching something pretty meaty, pretty sizable every yeah. quarter, every month. And so there was, you know, do the math there. There's, you know, 30 something launches there plus a bunch of others I did. I launched a, a political campaign launch. Like, I mean, I've done a bunch of variety of different types of launches too. So it's somewhere north of 60 launches. Yeah. That I've, that I've done so far in my career, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is. I love that. And I love that. It's a cool stat to carry with you, right? Like, oh man, like, I don't know, just feels like uh, one of those that you can uh, kind of throw out there and people are like, oh yeah, like I have not been a part of that many. Um, yeah. So uh, so one of the reasons I want to bring that up though is um, it's kind of an interesting angle as you start looking at how, you know, software businesses now are getting more into agile methodology. They're getting more into the cloud. They can release on, you know, these quick cycles. And so on one angle, that's so great because we can get, you know, innovation happening. We can get things faster to customer. And then you kind of look at the other angle and then you're like, well, we also have to go enable our teams. We have to have the right messaging. We have to put that out in the market in the right way. We have to do all this research and, and things. Yeah. So, um, so how do you kind of look at balancing those two things, right? Like how do you, I guess like as the, the product team is coming and saying, here's where we're going and then, you know, taking yeah. that and making sure that everyone maybe in the company is enabled from, uh, you know, from new business all the way into kind of current customers and then your, your customer success teams. Uh, is there anything that you think about during that um, kind of those product launches that have helped you um, throughout your career? Yeah, I mean the the first thing there is, um, you know, you can you can you can drive a lot of activity, but if you don't have a clear goal, you don't know what you're actually trying to do with all these things. You're not really, you know, you're, you're really not going to win anything. You're not going to have any, you know, clear outcome, right? So, um, yeah. I think the first thing, which you know, which is which is what you said, which is that a lot of product teams they're shipping faster, agile, you know, scrums. It's just it's easier to get out there and launch stuff as as all this, you know, wave of, of feedback comes in from customers are trying to launch and, and, you know, fix as much stuff as possible and, and improve. Um, I think that the, it's just the missing piece from a, which is where product marketing comes in is like, what is the strategy behind all this? Right? Like, yeah, you can email your customers every week and say, here's all the new stuff. But at some point they're gonna be like, all right, I'm done. Even if they're, even if you're launching stuff that really matters to them, you know, it's just noise, right? If you don't know how yeah. to, you know, focus it. So that's, that's really where product marketing lives in, in, in the most, um, obvious ways of, you know, for, uh, you know, a growing SaaS business, which is like, how do you, how do you take all this stuff the product team is doing and building and how do you build a narrative around it? And how do you, how do you cut through the noise and focus on the most important stuff, right? Like, you know, I think for, to be a little bit more tactical about advice on this, I would say, you know, um, one of the things we did at Drift, which was very helpful um, and, and, and helped us manage all these launches every month was like, we were sitting with the product team for at least an hour every month, getting in a room, sitting with them, talking about what they're building, what they're, what they're solving. And then, you know, how that fits into the narrative of what we're going to launch, right? It's not like we're going to go out there and everything they build, obviously we're not going to go launch, but how is this solving, you know, some of the bigger strategic goals that the company, you know, is trying to solve. And this is what I talk a lot about in my course. It's on um, product launches. It's the product launch masterclass.com. Um, this is, this is what, you know, what I, I talk about is like, you know, if, every company has strategic goals every, every year, if you, if you have even halfway decent leadership and you know, you're, you're going to have, Hey, these are the, this is the things we got to solve this year. We got to improve our churn. Um, we got to grow. We're going to launch a new product. Um, we got to grow this other product line. Um, we need, you know, uh, better adoption. Maybe it's, you know, a couple steps. We need to get our customers using our product. We need to make it stickier. And so I think if you have that um, as, as sort of your, for product marketers, your North star, of like, here's the, the big things our, our company's trying to achieve this year. That's how you break down launches and you decide what you're going to launch and what you're going to prioritize launching, right? Because look, realistically, most marketing teams can't launch something every month. Most product teams can't launch something every month. That's, yeah. that's, that's fine. Um, but I think you can break down what are the real things that we want to put our weight behind that we want to put, you know, the, the marketing muscle behind every quarter or twice a year or whatever. And that should really directly align with what's the company's strategic goal. And that, that's really how you prioritize it and, and focus on the right stuff. Yeah. Well, the, there's a couple of things too, that I just picked out of uh, what you were talking about one, which is the, the story matters. Um, and I think it matters way more than people think like, 
Uh, and I love the point that you put where it's just, you know, it's like, you can't just release something to a customer and then expect them to just use it or understand why it's there or see yeah. the bigger picture. Of Even where if they're the ones that said, product. this is what they want. You know, sometimes yeah, it yeah, happens. Exactly, right? I bet, I've been there. You go back, the product manager's all excited to go sit down with the customer that requested this thing. And they go down, they sit and they talk about it and they're like, wait, what is this thing? Like, it's not like, it's, like that happens all the time. The customer might be the one saying that this is what they want. And in reality, like two months later, three months later, Hey, we have it. We built it. And they're like, wait, what is this thing again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, and I, um, we, and so, uh, when Jay and I talk about this a little bit too, like we, um, and more so as we start thinking about this from like a customer success angle, right. When we're, when we're talking with customers about the outcomes they're trying to achieve, and then also like how our product fits into that, we always talk about, you know, like, why is our customer going to give a shit at the end of, you know, to put it uh, point blank. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, you know, just to your point, um, a lot of times our software isn't the only part of their job. It's only one piece. And so it's exactly. like, you have to make that count. And then you have to be able to tell the bigger picture of like where this fits in their ecosystem of their day to day. And so, you know, if we work with, um, if we work with HR admins all day, right? Like our software is just a small piece of what they do. So what are all the other things that yep. they're doing so that we can actually make it fit in this story and yep. arc and actually um, come out of the other side where they actually feel like we've instead of just giving them a kind of one-off product, we're actually giving something that like enhances their life and that they can actually see how it kind of fits in their, their broader ecosystem. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the most violated rules of marketing is that we're constantly overestimating how much we matter to our customers and and, and how much they're paying attention to, right? Like that's the, like, 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 Oh, this email, all we got to say is we've launched, you know, branching workflow right in this email. And it's like, no, they're not going to understand that. Tell them what this thing solves, like what problem it's actually solving for them. Like how it's going to, how is it going to get them promoted? How is it going to get them to make more money? How is it going to get them to hit their goals, right? Like that's really what it's all about. And that's, that's where, you know, product marketing needs to sit in your company and they need to be the ones to help translate the stuff that the product team is building. Cause it's not, you know, branching workflow. It's, Hey, this thing makes you, you know, this thing will make you more successful, make you, you know, gives you basically draw the line between it's going to help you in HR. It's going to help you organize your team better, understand, you know, employee MPS or whatever it is better make you more successful, get you promoted, get you to a, you know, chief people officer role, right? Like that's the, the line that you, without saying yeah. all those things, that's kind of what, what you got to do in product marketing with these launches. You got to get them to think, wow, this thing's really going to help me. I got to pay attention, figure out, invest the time to either turn this thing on or learn how to use it, whatever. Like that's what, that's what you got to do is you got to get them convinced that this thing's worth, worth their time. I love that point you just made too. Like I'm going to, I think I'm going to steal that, which is, um, you know, uh, the point about, um, you know, making, making it a part of their day, making it a part of, of, uh, their time and how that's going to work. The, um, the other question I was going to ask you too, is like how, um, cause it's a really interesting area that, you know, you're kind of talking about product marketing, right? Which is, um, you have to be kind of close to the customer, understanding their challenges, problems, issues, um, what they're trying to solve for their outcomes. And then you're also working with the product team to understand, you know, how those features, and then you're, you're essentially playing this, um, this perfect middle ground of like pulling those things together and making sure that you can actually align those things. So how, uh, as you've been in your career, had 60, you know, 60 plus launches, um, how, what are some of the ways maybe that you go get close to the customer? Is it, um, uh, just purely through just, you know, one-on-one phone calls, are you just, you know, dialing up some customers every once in a while, or is there just other, other ways that you're going out to just get some of that information that'll help, help make that correlation for you and that tie-in? Yeah. So the, the cheat code that I have with getting close to the customers, well, there's, there's two that I've had for, for three of the four of the startups that I've worked at. So the first is, um, uh, uh, we use a tool called Gong. So Gong records all of your calls, uh, records all your customer calls. Um, obviously, it asks people before they record them. But basically, like if you've ever been on a call where it's like, hey, this call is being recorded for coaching purposes, yep. that's Gong. And it's basically just a system that's running in the background, recording all customer calls for sales teams and for customer success teams. Um, and um, that's been a cheat code for me. I'm usually 
I'm sure if I was a power user, I probably was one of the top five people in the company that was listening to calls. So um, it is, you know, um, it isn't always fun to sit there and listen to calls. You want to keep doing stuff. And this was kind of, this was actually kind of like a, a grow up moment for me and as in my career. Like I'm an activity person. I want to do, I want to, you know, I can go do this. I want to get on the phone and ask this person. But in reality, like becoming a better listener and researcher, right. And just sitting there listening to calls, taking notes, like my Evernote is still filled with, you know, 50, 60 Evernotes from, you know, drift gong recall recordings. And I would go through the customer and go through that. It's so like, that's a good cheat code is listening to calls. Um, I also, we use it again at, at Privy here. We, we bought it when we joined and, and it's just like, you can go in. Um, it's not just great because it like has one library of all your calls. It's great because it actually has a transcript of everything and you can search by keywords. You can do segmentation. Like, did they say it? Did you say it? Um, you can look up like competitors and how often, like I've used tons of things. Like we know for a launch we did this summer, um, we decided, wait a minute, we really want to gear this whole thing that we're doing around this competitor. That's really the whole thing. And we're able to look in and we're able to determine that because we looked up how often our customers brought up this competitor on calls, right? All calls recorded. So we say, oh, it's 18% of all calls versus three or 4% for these other competitors, right? So like that's been, again, it's just a cheat code is being able to have that tool at my disposal and be able to log in anytime. Um, I was getting to the point in the summer where I was doing, I was doing workouts and, and um, listening to calls. I wasn't listening to music or, or podcasts. Like I would just turn on, I had the mobile app, just turn it on and just start listening to calls. And especially as I was prepping for a launch or, or, you know, doing some new thing, you know, my team is working on some new content or, or, or website, new messaging. I mean, that was, that was just, it's a game changer to be that close and listening and, 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 you know, especially our sales team, they do good discovery. And when you get all that information that, that really helps you set up, you know, we built our whole new website based on all the information I heard, you know, between six and 7 AM every morning working out and listening to those calls. I mean, that's, that's kind of how it worked out. So that's my first cheat is, is having gong. The second is, um, in, at, at Privy, at Drift, um, and I worked at HubSpot back in the day, um, uh, I got to use all those products myself for either side projects or purposely, you know, developing a project to go use those and, and just put yourself 100% in your customer's shoes. At Privy, we just wrote a book. Um, it's called the E-Commerce Marketing Handbook. We wrote it about, you know, obviously e-commerce marketing and, and we knew we wanted to do a real physical book. And part of the reason we wanted to do that is because if we did that and we didn't just do a digital book, it mean that we would have to build a Shopify store, set up shipping and fulfillment and ship it anywhere in the world, figure all that stuff out on our own. And that's exactly what our customers are doing. And we get to use Privy for it. You know, Privy, you know, I didn't really explain what our product does, but we basically, we help with um, growing an email list, um, sending emails, doing basically most of the marketing you do in e-commerce. We're an e-commerce marketing platform. So yep. we, we help, we pair a lot with Shopify, we, you know, huge, like I said, a huge volume of our leads and our customers come from Shopify. Everybody's using Shopify these days. And so like by us going in and, and we wrote the book and that's great. And it's been, you know, it's been, it's been great to do that. But also another great part of that was actually going through the exercises and actually building this stuff out. So that's my second cheat code, which is like, if, as, as much as I can kind of put myself in the customer's shoes and doing that work, we did it at Drift where we actually ended up doing the CS work for customers. That's a whole other story, but you know, of, of like doing some of the customer success work so that we could get really close to understanding what they're doing. Like if you can get on that front line as a product marketer, you're going to learn a lot. And that's really going to be super valuable for everything you do uh, moving forward. Oh my gosh. So first the gong piece, uh, totally on board with that too. We, um, so we've used it in our, in our past careers and we just got, we're rolling it out to our customer success team actually like right now and they're going nice. to start using it. And so we're, I'm like so pumped cause I'm just like you, like, I, I feel like I'm just going to be spending instead of listening to podcasts while I'm walking or right. I'm just going to like use that time to listen totally. to calls. Cause yeah, it's just going to be so in a valuable. car going for a drive, just put it on and listen to it. Yep. Yeah. And then the second thing that you just mentioned though, um, is 
I love it because secretly I did this hack when we joined um, Higher Logic. So we have our community Gangrotain, and so I'm a I'm I am now a customer of Higher Logic because uh, we're running it off of our platform. And so I've gotten yes. to see kind of the the evolution of actually going through implementation, uh, being on the customer side. How are we interacting with customer success managers? If we have professional services, you know, how easy is the admin system? So it's been a really interesting um, element for us to come in, and I think it's actually helped me kind of speed up my learning curve of like our business because I've been able to really just be a customer first and then come in and just say, Hey, I, I know what I need from, from my community. Like I know the things I'm trying to go yep. accomplish. And so it like has helped that, but I love, um, I didn't think about trying to do that more on a broad scale too. Like how can we go get now in my mind, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is how can we go get some of our customers to go spin up some side projects? Hey, go start your own community. Yep. Like we'll give you the software to go do it. And then you get to feel the, you know, feel the, the positives and negatives, all, all the, um, all the effects that our customers are going through. And it gives you another angle, uh, man, that is such a good, good little nugget there too. Yeah. I mean, like when, when people, people often ask, I've, I've done a good amount of podcasts where they say, so like, how do you define product marketing? What is product marketing? And it's like, it, it, it's, I think I did a, I did a talk on this in maybe it was 2018 or, or 2019. I forget which, which year it was, but um, uh, last year at some point I like this, basically what is like this huge sort of thesis after spending a, a lot of time at Drift trying to figure out like, what is the role of product marketing? And, you know, I was leading the team and I wanted to, to add some more definition to it. And really when it comes down to it, like, um, the, the, there's a definition. I think um, I forgot who wrote it. It's on the Marketo blog. I really should know who wrote it if I'm going to be quoting them. But basically, the the definition is like you got to like the, the job of product marketing is to understand the customer, understand the product, and understand the magic that connects the two. Right. So like ultimately in product marketing, um, it should be there should be and, and as you as you scale your business as you go from early stage to growth to multi product, um, product marketing should become more of a knowledge center and really ultimately if you can really understand that magic connecting with the customer and the product that's extremely valuable right and what ends up happening is that resource gets spread between many many teams cs sales product marketing but that's purposeful right like if it's as long as that resource is used you know to the best of its ability the product marketing team and it has that understanding and it's a really deep understanding of that from a feature perspective from a segment perspective from an industry you know if you can go really deep on that level and be a really good knowledge source that's going to be extremely valuable to the rest of the go-to-market teams sales um cs and then product to some extent depending on what your business model is yeah i was just looking up that is it jeff gadway i just i think it is jeff gadway yes yeah yeah. have you read it before i had not i'm gonna go read it though i just uh i pulled it up just so i could uh make sure and keep it you know jeff you're listening sorry i forgot your name again i keep (laughs) quoting you and i keep i keep giving you at least i say at least it was easy for you to find it on i said marketo blog it's easy to find but i read that one point and i was like man that's it like that really does it's not it doesn't give you like a tactical like breakdown of, of the job but like it gives you a good understanding of of um, of really like the overarching role that that product marketing should serve, and then everything you're doing in product marketing, if you're focusing on helping that and spreading it across the right resources, so that that information is being used in the best way in CS, in you know, in product, in sales, that's that's ultimately going to add a huge huge lever to the to the team. Yeah, awesome, man. Dan, I could I could keep going on for a long time, but we're uh, we try and keep these uh, short and punchy around like thirty minutes or so. So I, I think uh, I might. Uh, at one point, you know, I might come back to you and ask for uh, a second episode because I, I feel like we could keep going, but um, I've really enjoyed this. So I appreciate you uh, you sharing some insights just about, you know, Privy, uh, what you're doing over at, um, over there. And then, you know, how you've kind of linked product marketing, marketing, customer success, some of those stories that, that you've done before as well. But uh, if people are, are looking for you out there, where's the best place um, for them to go, go find you and some of the work that you've been doing? 
Yeah. So um, I, I'm sharing a lot of my stuff on Twitter these days, LinkedIn as well. Um, if you search Daniel J. Murphy, I, I have my own little branding thing is if you search Dan Murphy, you're going to get a liquor store in Australia. If you search Dan Mur- <laughs> Daniel Murphy, you're going to get the baseball player. <laughs> if you Google Daniel J. Murphy, you'll see, I think you'll see my LinkedIn and my Twitter on there. Um, feel free to give me a follow or give me a, a shout out, a, a DM and, and uh, happy to, to connect with anyone on any of this stuff further. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dan. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you here again soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. You have me on. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.